0: all right ladies and gentlemen i hope everybody's having a wonderful and i mean spectacular morning noon or night because wherever you are in the world heck you guys are in the right place because today we are joined by paul lee and paul lee is the founder and ceo of mind ai doing some brilliant work over there as well as the co-founder of Synesis one so we're going to bring paul lee on the show here in just a couple minutes um to learn all about the amazing things he's doing but before we do I want to check in with my notorious compadre Mr Aaron aka Pizza Mind how you doing over there buddy are you are you melting in that Texas heat
1: Uh, I'm shaking in my seat right now did you just bring on an AI to replace me (laughs) what is this what did I do actually this is a great opportunity to retire you know I was just reading yesterday about the advancements in AI and art And there was a picture of two lions that were forehead to forehead that was then fed to this AI and asked the AI to draw something similar. And this thing was able to replicate the exact same artwork, but from a different perspective with both lion heads facing forward and then like touching temples. And it was absolutely exquisite and beautiful. And the question was, can... AI eventually replace artists. And I scoffed and said, no, they'll never replace it, but they can become artists and they can add to it. And now you got me thinking maybe they can be podcast hosts too.
0: (laughs) You know, I've been seeing um, this AI. It's called Dolly. I think that's what it's called. And people are basically just typing out a prompt and saying, uh, you know, one of the things that was actually disturbing I saw was like somebody typed in the last selfie ever taken. And then, the AI generates an image based on all sorts of different contexts and all that kind of stuff. Or you could type, you know, girl painting landscape, and then it'll print out, you know, a bunch of these different, you know, sort of, uh, con- you know, examples and stuff of, of, you know, generative art. And it's really fascinating. And, you know, th- this is kind of a, a long-winded tangent, but the the stuff that artificial intelligence is, is coming out with right now, is blowing my mind and so that's why we really wanted to bring on an expert and you know we talk a lot about cryptocurrency we talk a lot about DeFi, uh you know sovereign money and all that kind of stuff but ai and crypto they have a pretty interesting um kind of intersection so anyhow with that being said uh paul lee welcome to the crypto 101 podcast thank you for having me thank you guys yeah so man tell us you know tell us who you are And uh, a little bit just about your background and what kind of prompted you to be the founder of Mind AI and the co-founder of CineSys One and what's going on over there?
2: Sure. Well, um, a little bit about myself. So I'm a two-time, actually three-time serial entrepreneur. So been around the block, done a few startups, exited a few, know a bit about the startup world, but uh, what really got me excited about AI and blockchain was back in 2010, right? My co-founder and I, we got into this program called Singularity University, where we learned about the the future of AI, the future of the internet, you know, Web 2.0, Web 3.0. And then we went into, yeah. And then we went straight into blockchain. So we wanted to marry the two, right? How can we marry AI with blockchain? And that's where all the journey started. But in the AI space alone, we needed to think what is real artificial intelligence? Because I mean, the thing that you have right now with machine learning and deep learning technologies, it's great, but there are limitations that it has, right? what we decided to focus on at Mind AI is focus really on intelligence. And if you look at the dictionary terms for it, you know, intelligence is tightly linked or it could be said that intelligence is reasoning, okay? So how can we map that reasoning process into an algorithm that a machine can understand so that it can actually think and reason like a human being? Now, there's three processes of reasoning. Okay? There's abduction, induction, and deduction. Now, as human beings, we don't know which one you're using, and it, it doesn't really matter.
3: Right?
2: <laughs> but uh, for uh, a machine, we need to define exactly what abduction, deduction, and induction is, and how can we bring that together using natural language, whether it's English, Spanish, Thai, Korean, it doesn't matter. Right? It needs to understand natural language, and it needs to be able to understand it, not approximate the meaning of it, but actually understand the context of it. It needs and like then, objectivity. Correct. And then you need to be able to solve problems with it, right? So in the diverse sector of artificial intelligence, what Mind.ai has decided to do is we focus on one thing and one thing only. Okay, We focus on the reasoning engine to solve problems, right? So think of it as a CPU of a computer. We don't do graphic cards. We don't do mic or we don't do monitors or, you know, because AI space is huge, right? There's computer vision. Like you just said, there's generative arts. There's, you know, machine learning, which is more on the lines of very fast uh, computational power calculating, but we focus on how we can reason, right? Like a human being. And that's where mind AI comes. in For the blockchain part, all AI requires, every single AI actually requires tons and tons of data, right? And these data need to be modeled, they need to be tuned, they need to be annotated, labeled, and that's hard labor, right? That's manual bloody labor, right? And right now, that's all being outsourced by companies around the world or mechanical turks and what have you, right? What we're saying is we can use The play-to-earn model, we call it train-to-earn model, right? So people contribute to making and building AI data sets for the reasoning engine, and they get paid for it, right? So at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is compile a massive compendia of all human knowledge inside Cynesis One, because it crowdsources the common sense knowledge of all human mankind, right? And put that onto the blockchain so that it doesn't go anywhere. No one can fill around with it. It's no one permanent. can change it. It's permanent, it's tamper-proof, Correct. it's uh, decentralized. Absolutely. And that way, we don't have to worry about Skynet where everything is hacked, everything is rigged. We don't have to worry about that because it's on the blockchain, right? And the key component there is we've separated the engine, which is Mind.ai, with the oil or the fuel, which is Synesys One, the database, right? So there's already a kill switch in place because one cannot survive without the other, right? So that's what I'm doing, and that's what we're doing at Mind AI as
1: well as Synesys One. That's absolutely fascinating. I love the idea of a reasoning engine because it opens up so many more possibilities for all kinds of things: governance, uh, horror movie direction, video games where there's literally no game made, but it's a unique experience. Uh, how does one model an AI to, I guess, come up with you know problem solving in the sense of a disagreement? You know, I can train the AI to agree that the sky is blue and use that as a fact. But let's say there's a disputed territory or some other you know political disagreement where you've got multiple trainers feeding it conflicting information. How does absolutely. it decide which to
2: pick? Mm. That's a perfect question. I mean, let me give you, uh, Aaron, you an got, you got a big raise. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, let me let me give you a quick example in healthcare, for example, because I'm a trained medical doctor as well. So let me give you an example of vitamin C. You read some articles and it says vitamin C is great for you, right? And then you read on some other article saying vitamin C causes cancer, right? Which one do you choose and which one do you think is right or wrong, right? But the fact of the matter is you need to know both sides in order to be able to reason, because at different situations in different contexts, you need to be able to pull out different kinds of facts and evidence in order to debate that. right? So there's no well, some some questions, there's definitely right or wrong. But some questions are debatable, right? Like and you need like to even know. like
0: maybe like one person's body might react well with vitamin vitamin C and and one absolutely. person's body might have different
2: chemical compounds that might oh, cause absolutely. It- Absolutely, and that's exactly why context is the most important thing in reasoning, and especially in natural language itself, right? Because without context, words just mean nothing. Right? Totally. Yeah. So context is embedded in the Mind AI algorithmic data structure, and that's the most important part. And that's why we have the international patterns on that. Wow.
0: So, what is there like a use case? I think. You know that, that you're really passionate, that you're building, like maybe, you know, is your is your target market more um, enterprises who are going to be leveraging this? Or do you kind of envision a future where just, you know, guys like me and Aaron at home can oh, kind of tap into this?
2: No. And in the future, for sure, we want, you know, the, the normal Joe blogs, the John Doe's of the world to be able to utilize AI just like electricity, plug and play. Right? And... The the thing that we're making right now, I mean, we already have the lowest hanging fruit, which is what we call conversational AI customer service, right? So any customer service that requires, um, let's say, a conversational AI, right, to serve your customers, to recommend things, recommend products, to recommend your, your ordering service, hotel bookings, flight bookings, that's already there. We've already released that. We have already 30 clients in the pipeline using this. Uh, We've commercialized it literally about two to three months ago. So we're doing pretty good right now. But my goal is to have the AI be able to read and comprehend, right? So that I can ask questions about it without me reading anything. So let's say I want to learn about, I don't know, the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci, right? Without me going into Google and typing everything, and the the list of website coming up, me going in and reading every single website to gather information, if the AI could do that for me, right, and can do that for me in multiple domains, you just have yourself a Jarvis from Iron Man, right, and you can talk to it, you can ask questions, and it'll be able to reason. So it will be able to think on its own and be able to provide you with the answer. Now, that's the X factor that we're making right now. my That's incredible.
1: You know, if I'm building a website, it's very easy to know when I'm done. You know, there's different iterations, but there's a, a clear point where, OK, cool, finished. But if you're building mm-hmm. an AI to understand all of humanity, it's never done. Even that's past correct. your lifetime, it's still going to mm-hmm. continue to learn every day. So how do you decide when it's, you know, quote unquote, working or
2: ready to open up to the world? Correct. So right now, that's why we're attacking domain by domain and client by client. For example, let me give you a quick example of a supermarket that we, uh, an e-commerce site, um, one of the biggest ones in Thailand. So they're using their, our mind expression Uh, conversational AI for their customers, as well as their suppliers, so that they get automated customer service without them providing the human resources 24-7, right? That's the easy way. And sorting 50,000 products and being able to context that and bring the answers to the questions of the consumers in, I mean, we built it literally in three weeks. If you use Google Dialogflow, for example, it takes eight months to build right? So we've shortened the time by over 15 times. And I'm sure you know, but machine learning and deep learning have innate trouble with what they call the black box. We don't know what's going on inside, right? And if you don't know what's going on inside, how are you going to be able to trust it for healthcare or law or finances, right? You need to be able to know exactly how it got to the conclusion so that you can trace back and actually learn from that as well. Right, so we're working domain after domain after domain. Also, as you pointed out, Eric, this isn't going to stop because you know human knowledge is going to compile throughout our lifetime and beyond. Right, that's why it has to be on blockchain. And this data, this common sense knowledge, the compendia of all human knowledge, has to continue. But it cannot be savored or it can't be rigged, and that's why it has to be on blockchain. So
0: have you heard about DraftKings Marketplace? It is the place to snag the latest digital collectibles across sports, entertainment, and culture. So DraftKings has actually released their first ever NFT fantasy game, Rainmakers Football. So this is the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. And now you can collect the hottest player card NFTs while also playing free for millions of dollars in prizes. And right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. And playing is pretty simple. You could buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on the DraftKings marketplace. You can craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. I mean, guys, this is literally just like uh what daily fantasy football okay you could you could build your nft franchise and you could enter free rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for yes I'm talking millions in prizes so download the DraftKings daily fantasy app now and sign up with the promo code Crypto101. Okay there's no spaces it's just crypto 101 click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first full roster starter pack for free plus you can play for millions and prizes all football season long and build the ultimate nft fantasy franchise with rainmakers football again that's promo code crypto 101 build play win ladies and gentlemen only at DraftKings. okay contest entries dependent on type and number of nfts held eligibility restrictions apply void where prohibited and you gotta seek DraftKings.com for details. I got kind of a, kind of an interesting one. So like I think like a lot of people at home are really familiar with Siri, right? It's the Apple artificial intelligence. But sometimes Siri kind of feels kind of dumb. Like I can't say, hey, like order me from Uber Eats, you know, pizza and wings. Ah, uh, get it delivered to this address. Like, it'll just you know all it could do is like open up the app. Then I have to go type any everything out manually. Absolutely. Like, is there ever a future where you know maybe even something that Mind AI is building where you guys you know in theory and maybe even in practice now you could make Siri
2: so much more smarter and so oh much more absolutely we can do that now
0: yeah tell uh, tell me what that, that looks that like.
2: So uh, right now, I mean, uh, as I said, Siri is you need two things. First of all. Let me give you a better example of Siri. First of all, what you need is you need uh, speech-to-text technology, which understands the voice, and then it converts it into text. Once it converts it into text, then you need Mind.ai to reason with it, to understand exactly what it's saying and what it wants. Right? Then after it reasons with it, it provides the answer using text-to-speech, which is the the, the voice out. Right. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is the actual reasoning process of that. So rather than understanding key words, like when I say, what is the weather today? The only two words that we'll understand is weather today. Right. What happens if I say, you know, things like what happened, you know, in the year? Actually, let's say I want to have pizza today if it rains. Right. So it's basically a complex sentence right? It's a double sentence with double subjects. It won't be able to understand that because it doesn't understand the context. It just understands keywords, right? So right there and then, if something like MindAI understands the context of that sentence, not approximation of the meaning of that sentence, but actual meaning, then it will be able to provide you with the much more accurate answer, right? And we can do that now. And that's,
3: That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit ufeofficialcom slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door.
2: exactly why, you know, the clients that we have, they're using a better conversational AI than anything out there right now. I love it.
0: Now, I guess kind of moving over to the crypto aspect of it, I know that there is a token associated. Can you tell us a little bit about the function of the token and as well as
2: what the staking process does? Sure. So, Synesis One is the blockchain, the AI data gathering platform. On blockchain. And the token that we have is SNS, which is the governance token. Um, So every time you are contributing to this database, right? And it's something like how many different ways can you order pizza? Or how many different ways can you say you like coffee? Right? How many different ways can you say coffee, for example? Right? All these very easy, um, everyday kind of sentences that you can put in, you're making money out of it through SNS tokens. And it's listed on Hobie already. So if you buy it, you can stake it because we already have live staking systems going on right now. And you can make yields out of that. That's why we call it data yield farming, right? You're contributing the data to the data system, but also your yield farming because you're making money out of it, right? And the exciting part here is we're going to be paying much more than the mechanical Turks out there. So it's going to be worth the time and the quality of the content is going to be much better. And it's not just going to be in English either, right? It's going to be in Korean. It's going to be Thai. It's going to be in Tagalog. It's going to be in all sorts of languages because I kid you not, you know, in some parts of the world, what we consider as the norm is not, not the norm right? There are different things that people teach in different cultures and the AI needs to understand that to not be racist or, you know, to be international.
1: From a consumer's perspective, how do we gauge which AI is maybe better than another? You know, I assume there's going to be other copycats that come up later and say, we are the greatest reasoning AI ever use us? And, you know, you know, my AI is maybe the original or, you know, there's maybe a uh, 30 of them out there for all I know that are already, yeah. you know, and it's a market sector, not just one product. How do we gauge like which one we should be using? Or um, is there any kind of scoring system for accuracy? How do we oh, look and
2: engage these things? Cool. So the, the accuracy level is definitely important, right? How many, you know, how many percentage is accurate? For example, Google Dialogflow, IBM Watson, their accuracy level is around 70 to 72%. Right? Ours is at 94.5%. So the accuracy level is off the charts. But not only really that, it's the ease of, ease of use as well. You know, any Joe Blogs needs to be able to build their own, let's say, for the simplistic term, anyone should be able to make their own chatbot. Right? Any mom and pop shop, any restaurant should be able to make their customer service chatbot, right? Without being an AI expert. Right. So the ease of deployment right the the quickest the, the the time spent the resources saved as well as you know is it effective and is it accurate
0: now i know that cynesis one just uh came out with a game an nft based mm-hmm. game could you t- tell us what this game is and, and kind of you know what its goal is and also how our listeners could kind of get involved
2: Right. So that's a very, very good question. So Cinesis One has released Quantum Noasis. It's a novel-based NFT game, right? So you need to own an NFT, which is a word, okay, in English. And it's, it has beautiful generative art on it, AI-generated art on it. So you can own different words. But with that, you can play word puzzles as well as you know games like Scrabble, not Scrabble, but like it's it's much more complicated and much more exciting than Scrabble. But we've designed games so that you can earn points, you can earn money through playing games and being rewarded for that. Now, we believe play to earn in the gaming industry is going to be huge. We believe that You know, the game studios around the world are going to be very excited to sell their game items as NFTs and be able to monetize that because the game industry is evolving as we speak, right? Initially, it was on the web. Now, then it turned to, uh, you know, mobiles, mobile phones. Now it's going to turn to Web3, right? Because... The game studios, they know that blockchain is here to stay. They want their users, their players to be making money at the same time as spending money, right? And we believe that Quantum Oasis was our first test to see whether this play-to-earn concept actually does work and will work in the future in the gaming business.
0: And um, for, for, for all of our listeners out there, it's Quantum noesis is spelled n-o-e-s-i-s so i actually just opened up the website as well i'm going to start playing after this uh and i'll I'll report back thank you
1: (laughs) what are some of the underlying technologies and blockchains that are being used in the play to earn space to facilitate these nfts and in-game items and
2: transactions and all that stuff well first of all the nft technology that's the i mean that's been to be, to be fair to the gaming industry, the, the game uh, item trading has been around for yonks, right? And it, it already had its original IDs in there. The, the technology of NFTs made it possible for them to sell it as NFTs, okay? Now, as well as the, the blockchain technology such as, you know, Solana or, you know, the, the Binance chain, they've allowed must much faster transaction with lower transaction fees, right? And that these technologies make all the gaming in-game assets into NFTs much easier. And as well as the speed of the blockchain allowing even playable games to be on blockchain much easier. So we're going to see a lot of games, a lot of game studios wanting to sell the NFTs wanting the users the players in the blockchain system earning and spending money on web3
0: are there any other um sort of blockchains that that are working like i guess my question is what's like the ideal like layer 1 sort of framework for artificial intelligence to be processed on like are you guys doing all this sort of heavy compute directly on Ethereum, which is expensive to settle, and it's maybe a little slow, or is there um, a different framework? Right now,
2: right now, Synesys 1 is on Solana. Okay. And we believe that's the fastest and the most reliable with the the lowest transaction fees right now, Now, or or the gas fees, rather. Um, But, you know, I'm sure as we grow, we may have to build our own chain, uh, specific Mm. for artificial intelligence, because, you know... It's a sector, it's a domain, and it's an industry that uh, requires very fast computing uh, networks as well as you know speed and power. Right. So we may and we are actually looking into it, but for now we believe Solana is our best bet in collecting these data sets and building that compendium. We've talked a lot about the
1: specific use cases and where development is today, but what is really the grand vision? of the combination of AI and crypto. Like when this thing is fully mature, what does that look like? And what's the goal that all of you AI developers
2: and modelers and trainers are really trying to achieve? We want to be able to come to a stage where we call it meta-theoretics, okay? And meta-theoretics is the AI being able to create its own theories, right? Now that's what we call artificial general intelligence. So it being able to think on its own with the knowledge that it already has in the blockchain, that's crowdsourced knowledge. So it's unbiased knowledge, right? With that, would it be, would the AI be able to create its own theories in physics, in chemistry, in health medicine, right? Would it be able to solve some of the problems that we see today? You know, would it be smarter I mean, that's the goal that we have. Come to that stage where, I mean, we talk about singularity all the time, but come to a stage where AI can outthink and help and contribute to the extension or the rise or even better, the human race.
0: I got kind of a, a curveball for you, but you know Tesla's working on all these self-driving cars, and I imagine there's a, a you know a hundred or a dozen other companies that are working on this sort of self-driving technology. Do you think that that's actually going to work? That's going to catch on, in, in ten years down the line, it's going to be like our kids uh, don't have driver's license; they just have an uh, you know a license maybe to operate
2: AI or something. No, absolutely. I think it's definitely uh, something that is going to happen in the future. I mean, the, the ethics of uh, some of it, it's still very, very debatable, but so is many things. So are many things in, in our society today. So I definitely think self-driving cars is, is coming very, very fast, especially, well, I would definitely predict it coming within the 10 years. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. One one of the things
0: I, I just see in movies a lot is like AI gone wrong um, sure. or robots taking over the world and all Absolutely. that kind of stuff. What, what keeps you up at night? I mean, knowing what you know, mm-hmm. is, is there anything that kind of like, you know, troubles you?
2: Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything. All
0: right. Time, time um, to end the show.
2: No, just kidding. Literally, um, you know. A to Z, I'm worried about. Uh, and I get night sweats all the time because, you know, what happens if this happens, what happens, this happens. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're trying to mitigate all the risks and you're trying to go for the the, the moon, right? And at the end of the day, the the mitigating of the risk is the fact that we're using blockchain to collect and crowdsource and use the train to earn mechanism so that we get different cultures to get involved in building this compendia of all human knowledge, right? Because I think unbiased information initially is very, very important. Also, as I said, the engine has to be separated from the knowledge base itself, because we want to make sure there's a kill switch when something goes wrong, right? And that's why we deliberately separated the engine from the database. So those are the the things that we trying to uh, make sure that Skynet doesn't come along. But, you know, we're still working on it. You know, we, we still believe there's a long way to go, but, you know, we are making great progress as we speak. And, you know, we're making money as we go. And that's very, very important for a startup and a company, right? You want to make sure that technology that you've built is actually monetizable, right? Yeah, makes sense. So, I mean,
1: and as Bryce said, knowing what you know, and just to remind our listeners, like you're a medical doctor, you're a serial entrepreneur and a developer of artificial intelligence. So, you know, a lot from many different perspectives. Would you say the bigger threat to humanity at this point is humanity itself or artificial intelligence? I
2: would definitely say it's humanity right now, because we have Still yet to go on how, I mean, I, I, I've i heard, you know, a lot of famous people say, you know, AI is going to be a massive threat. I think it's definitely going to be augmenting human uh, mankind, but I believe that we can control it in a way that it's going to be helpful and useful for us, not the other way around.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. Um, Well, Paul, man, this has been, I mean, totally, totally just mind blowing. And I could say that I didn't expect any of these answers. And, you know, I didn't even know where this conversation was really going to go, but it was, I always thought I was getting replaced. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so refreshing. And uh, we we love just bringing on so many different kinds of ideas and thought leaders and and builders in the space. And so kind of with that being said, I got a a couple closing questions for you that we just kind of like to uh, ask everybody that comes on the show. And, and this is, you know, just to get a little bit of color into who you are and what makes you tick, but out of all the people you've come across in your time as an entrepreneur, et cetera, who would you say is one person that maybe had like the biggest impact on you, whether that was, um, through the, your academics or through your um, you know, anything?
2: Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, you know, the the person that I work with daily, as well as, you know, Bounce Off Ideas, my co-founder, Joshua Hong. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur, very successful one. Um, he's been in the gaming industry. He's, he's a leader in the blockchain industry, as well as he started a- the AI company with me. So, I respect him a great deal because if, I mean, you know, entrepreneurship's hard, right? Getting things right is hard. Learning new stuff, learning the blockchain industry, the AI industry, it's hard. But being able to bounce ideas off of someone who is looking in the same direction as you and is working as hard as you, you don't get anything better than that, right? And that's why I think, having that person next to you as well as our obviously our core team you know that is priceless and that's where i get all my energy from that's, that's a awesome. great answer and
1: what one other company in the ai and crypto space do you think is going to have a really great impact because you know you can't just be one company and be successful in the world you have to be so successful that there's a market and an industry that supports everything that you're doing for those of us who are really interested in AI and crypto, you know, where else should we be looking for, you know, some good information to learn of what's coming in the future?
2: Well, like I said uh, before, I mean, AI industry married to the blockchain industry, especially the data part, AI data part, that is something that's going to be very, very strong in the next 10 years, right? Right. Also, I would definitely look into gaming space because I'm, I'm pretty sure that all the majority and the biggest game companies are looking towards moving their systems into blockchain because that play-to-earn aspect is truly, truly you know, appetizing. But, uh, and I think it's, it's appetizing for both the players as well as the studios themselves and i think the big the next big bang in gaming is definitely be in the blockchain space
0: love it and now last question this is a this is a slow ball right down the middle um just basically you know a lot of viewers of the, the crypto 101 podcast are new to the space and you know they just listen to this their mind is blown but what's just one word of wisdom from a legend in the space what would you uh, say to the people who are new in this here in this area i would
2: say please study please do your research don't jump into it Mm. and remember that we're still embryonic in the crypto space right it still needs to blossom it's still very very early you're not late in the game so please take the time to learn and do your research and then you know it's like the the very early internet days right there are so many opportunities in multiple different directions and you know in order to grab that opportunity you need to do your research you need to study and you need to believe yeah,
0: no. It's like you have to have you have to form that belief and that conviction and that foundation before you jump in and you know put your money in the market or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because when the market, I mean, this market, you know, it's like a three hundred vol market, and like you know, it, when the market goes down, if you don't have that foundation, you're gonna sell. You know, when it's the best time to be buying. Exactly. Uh, and vice versa. So, man, Paul, that was that's a great way to end the note. Um, you know, I I couldn't thank you enough for your time and for coming oh, thank on. You so yeah, wonderful. So, yeah, well, hopefully we could bring you back on again one day soon. Um, next time I'm over there uh, on the other side of the world, I'd love to meet up and, uh, you know, buy you a drink and have some dinner and all that kind of stuff. It would be awesome.
2: Absolutely, Dinner will be on me if you come to Seoul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. All right, everybody at home listening, uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Tune back in later in the week. Uh, we'll have some more fantastic guests for you.